you awake in a field. Before you are two doors, adorned with numbers, 33 and 10. You try to approach, but the way is blocked by an indestructible brick wall. Each brick is blue and gray. You look closer. Each has a screen and a keypad. The whole wall violently vibrates. A shrill sound comes screaming from the wall. He turned to run, but her swallowed whole. In the darkness, a screen appears. Oy vey, it's another Dreamcast. Hello, listeners, and welcome to another exciting episode of A Bald Opinion, where we have yet another Dreamcast. And with me to go on this venture is the trouser snake himself, Goodney. Hello, Goodney. <laughs> of all the snake puns that I come up with, that, <laughs> how did that escape me? How did I not think of that? You know, when the truth's uh, staring you in the face, it's hard to see mm. it. Are you excited about today? <laughs> Yeah, do you want to explain your intro? Do you want to take us through it? Yes. So, um, I mean, as always with podcasts, it's kind of self-explanatory because it'll be there in the title. Uh, But today we are doing a Dreamcast where we look at a game that is synonymous, I think that's the right word, with mobile phones, and that is Snake slash Snake 2. Um, The OG Snake. Yeah, yeah, the OG Snake. The OG... It's maybe not the actual OG video game, but for many, it is. It's a formative game. Um, this is going to come either in between or at the end of a time where we've had to look at two mobile phone game, video game adaptations. So we thought it was time we set our beady little eyes on those beady little screens at that beady <laughs> little creature. <laughs> have yeah, you have it, you much history with, uh, oh, with Nick? Well, it must have been in 2000 and, well, I, well, was it 2000 when my brother starts junior college and he gets a phone, mm-hmm. his first mobile phone, and on the phone is Snake. And that game was way more interesting to me than the phone itself. You know, to be able to call someone didn't really matter. Yeah. But Snake, a game in your pocket, that was incredible. So yeah, I played it back then. I never really played Snake 2. Really? But yeah, I had so, a friend who would get the high score in the original Snake by not having it at the top speed, you know, but like mm-hmm. maybe six rather than nine. And he actually managed, I think at some point, to to catch his tail, to, to like yeah. to finish Snake, to fill the screen. <laughs> and I don't think it's, I literally don't think it's possible if you are doing it at the highest speed. But no. Then again, so, then again, so some dude won beat Elton Ring with like a saxophone connected to his PlayStation 5 the other day. So anything's possible, I guess. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know about the world, but in the UK, um, I'm, I'm, for my generation, uh, there was the phone, the Nokia 3310 that kind of swept yeah. the nation yeah and mm-hmm. on that was snake 2 um so i don't the nokia 3310 wasn't my first phone but it was like the first phone like that i bought um mm-hmm. and yeah so we all played snake 2 and snake 2 um the variation there was that you there was no walls so you could go through the wall um and thus continue and the and the main thing was avoiding yourself um a little bit of history. And now I say a little bit, it is a very small bit of history about the game of Snake. Um, 
the create the actual creator of Snake is sort of unknown because it began life for many uh, in 1976 arcades as a game called Blockade. And from there, you'd get different variations um, that kind of adapt this idea, grow it. And because nobody really had the rights to it, it would appear on all the consoles, all the home computers um, under different titles. Interestingly, one of them is called Worms. I don't think it has anything to do Ooh. with the warring worms that we all now know. Um, but the version we know... <laughs> warring worms. <laughs> the version we know and love um, is thanks to a man called Tenelli Armanto, uh, who worked... Perfect. Uh, thank you. Uh, you know, I was practicing it for literally minutes. Um, <laughs> in 1995, he worked for Nokia and was given the task of creating some games for their new phone, the Nokia 6... I was going to... I was going to say out loud, like 6110, so the 6110. And this was a game that he came up with. It's very simple. Uh, for those of you who don't know Snake, you can go find it online. But you are a small snake. To gain points, you must eat little dots, fruit slash food, that appear around the screen. The catch, you eat, you grow. So you have to avoid yourself. There are various speeds. Now, in my mind, you got faster the bigger you got. But I don't know if that's actually the case i feel like it was I the case in snake 2 maybe i don't think it was the case with the original one i think with the original one you just picked what mm -hmm. speed do you want to go on so it's not like tetris that becomes insane yeah. as, as you go along um so from there the game has grown lol Ooh. see what i've done there um with sequels in its own way? appearing yeah uh, sequels appearing preloaded and future Nokia phones, um, and then thousands of clones appearing on like on uh, like flash games and things like that, all online and on other phones. But for at least people in the UK born in 1990 to probably about 1993, and maybe some before in the late 80s, you will know this game. You will have played this game. It is something that is synonymous with mobile phones the 90s and early 2000s you hear that not the polyphonic ringtone but whatever you call the one before that you hear that noise you like your brain would just flash up with that green screen and snake so the way we decided to shake up this dreamcast uh is that we decided to give each other a genre to work with yep um and the genre so if i go first sure. the genre that you give me was a rom-com <laughs> based on <laughs> snake slash snake two that's right will we ever get a snake three I, I it already exists just nobody played it, does. it i think so yeah i think it appeared on the 3330 which was like the green one with uh the buttons that were all sort of the the rows of buttons that were connected and on that mm. one you could cr you could draw your own pictures um yeah, as okay. well using pixels so this film is called Snake. It is an animated workplace romance. It is directed by Jennifer Yu Nelson, who is the director of Kung Fu Panda 2 and one of the directors of Kung Fu Panda 3, uh, which are, I would say the Kung Fu Panda trilogy so far is better than it has any right to be. Um, and here's the pitch. Hold on to your butt, Neil. From egg to adulthood in Snake City... It's all about their grind. A corporate city built on the bottom line. It's all work and no play. 
Snake City is one place where you don't want to receive a tongue lashing from your boss. For Sammy the Snake, every day is the same. Wake up, put on his snake tie, slither to snake work at the snake oil factory, eat, grow, eat, grow, eat, grow, and then give the profits to the literal fat cats and their tall towers. He'd call it a rat race, but this somehow seems even worse. Most days he feels like he's just chasing his own tail, trying to reach an impossible goal. Happiness. But how do you win at being a snake? But one day during his lunch break at the top of the building at Snake Work, something remarkable happens. A snake falls out of a plane in the sky, a parachute opens, and there she is, Selina, the manic pixie snake girl. He's fifty shades of beige, she's an energetic ball of possibilities and positivity. She says she fell out of the plane by accident, that she came from a different city where the soul-crushing, money-gushing, capitalist agenda of Snake City never got a foothold. She brings with her hope. What if there's more to life than strife? Is she telling the truth? Or is this the snake in the grass Sammy's mom always warned him about? At first, Sammy's overwhelmed, but after she convinces him to let her hide at his place and work undercover at the factory until the next plane arrives, in a hurricane of hilarious hijinks and close calls, he begins feeling unexpected emotions. Her energetic demeanor, her anti-establishment rhetoric. The universe rolled the dice, and what Sammy got were beautiful snake eyes looking right back at him. (laughs) Can this corporate snake stay employed and enraptured? Can he have his snake and eat it too? Could it be that it's time for this snake to catch a break? Is it time to finally shed his skin and take a chance on love? Beautiful. Snake. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful. I think, yeah, um, good job. Um, Thank you. I'm invested uh, emotionally and monetarily. Uh, pun pun wise as well (laughs) and pun wise yeah um i thought to myself it's important to get this one out first before neil so that i can use the snake puns and it comes (laughs) yeah and it kind of looks like he he copied my homework yeah a few of them i was just like it's like ah you you dirty dog Um, you snake you snake there is like with the puns and like and some of the imagery i think there's an overlap but they're two very different pitches um, I like it. Uh, yeah, I could, I could see it. I like. It feels like maybe the sort of script that will have passed executive desks in like the two thousands, when <laughs> yeah. there was, you know, like over the hedge and then yeah, this. Yes, yeah, like somebody went to the guys who made Ice Age and were just like worms, not worms, sorry, snake. <laughs> um, <laughs> What, think about snakes in cakes. What yeah. do you think? Oh, maybe maybe it was the fail the failure at the box office by snakes on a plane that just like killed any hope of like an actual snake film. It's like it's like with uh, any film that mentions Mars, they're just like, no, we don't want it. <laughs> it mentions snakes, no, we we don't want it. So I also forgot again. to mention that the main character is Andrew Garfield. Right. Okay. That, that was going to be the, my question. The, the big bad uh, fat cat is Kelsey Grammer. Okay. Uh, and in a uh, stunt casting, the uh, Selena Manic Pixie Snake Girl is Aquafina because I really like Aquafina, but they keep casting her in these shouty, mm-hmm. annoying roles when she's actually so much better than that. So I would want her to be here um, as potentially a dangerous snake. 
Nice. Okay. Okay. I'm going to hit you with mine. So I got what I think is the infinitely harder task of making <laughs> a snake film, but a courtroom based drama. Oh yeah. So I'm ready. Do you want me to hit you with my, with my director and cast first? Give me your title first. My title first is Snake Cubed. So it's like snake two, but the two is just <laughs> above the snake. Okay. So snake cubed. Uh, the director, Quentin Dupieux. Is that how you say his name? He's the guy that directed Rubber and a bunch of other films. He had like a film oh. that came out just recently. For many, again in the UK, he's Mr. Wazo, who who did the song that was in a Levi's advert with this little guy called Flat Eric. Whoop, 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 whoop. Whoop, 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 whoop. Anyway, um, so what? he was huge at this time as well. Um, so mm -hmm. he's got that connection. And then when I explain my film, you may understand why I chose him. Uh, the, the main character, Laura, is going to be played by Taylor Swift because she knows a thing or two about snakes. <laughs> okay. And then... The judge, this is the only other character that I could think of. Um, and it sort of all becomes apparent when I, when I explain my film. The judge is played by Stone Cold Steve Austin because he is the Texas rattlesnake. <laughs> okay. So, snake two, i.e. snake cubed. Ipswich is thought to be a real town in the Suffolk County in England. However, what people don't realise is that it is a fictional town in the Suffolk County in England, but it's actually pronounced IP switch. Here's a town that contains all known fictional characters, and today is a big day in the town of IP switch. A solid snake has been taken to court in what papers are <laughs> dubbing Snake v Snake. After many years of ra rampant copyright breach, Snake Pliskin is taking Snake, Solid Snake, to court. <laughs> Laura Lobler has been asked has been tasked with the impossible task of proving this breach. It seems a case that she can never win, taking on the big corporations who are all scared that if Pliskin wins, then this will open the floodgates. After a media smear campaign and an awful first day in court, Laura goes for a walk to gather her thoughts. Days before, however, a meteorite has landed in the outskirts of Ipswich, or IP Switch. Laura stumbles across the site and is amazed by what she discovers. Strange metals, burnt ground, and an odd-looking gooey egg cocoon. She approaches, it hatches, and the creature within leaps out and sinks its teeth into her finger. For you see, this creature is tiny. A tiny, warm-looking thing. Laura shakes it off, that was an unintended pun, <laughs> and runs away. The next day the trial begins. Laura is feeling faint and unwell but must persevere. Moments into the trial, she collapses. Has she been targeted by big corporations? Or was it that worm-like creature that seems to have poisoned her in some way? She awakes in another room, being told that the court's adjourned for a little recess, and she has to gather her strength. She has a real hankering for fruit. Gorging on a nearby bowl of fruit, she feels her strength enhance, her mind becoming sharper. As she readies herself, and heads to the courtroom, she feels his power wane. Frantically, she searches the courthouse for more fruit, finding a punnet of grapes. She eats one and feels immediately a boost. But wait, eating isn't allowed in the courtroom. 
Focused and determined not to lose, she tasks Gary, her assistant, with placing grapes around the courtroom strategically. Laura must complete her (laughs) arguments without tripping over herself, both physically and verbally, all while systematically and strategically eating a grape one at a time. Meanwhile, in the outskirts of Ipswich, pandemonium and a strange oblong creature is devouring locals and growing to an immense size. Laura knows that she's losing the case. How can she make coherent arguments when all hell is breaking loose outside, mobile phones ringing incessantly in the courtroom? Laura knows what she must do. It's time to break out of the courtroom and into the boardroom. It's up to Laura to take down the fat cats that have produced this terrible and contrived movie and thus save the whole world from this meta-monstrosity. That's right, this snake is starting to eat itself. Can Laura save the day? Can Laura save the audience? Or will Snake devour the whole dang earth before it swallows itself or ties itself up in knots and plunge its, itself headfirst into its own tail? <laughs> snake cubed. <laughs> Take my money. <laughs> oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. I like the fat cats. I was like, yep, that's, yeah, ding, ding, ding. My fat, cat, my fat cat's making an appearance. <laughs> yeah. Well, what can we say? We're both very anti-establishment. Yeah, probably just because we're both very poor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. Sci-fi elements, courtroom drama, uh, putting the grapes everywhere. Yeah. I love it. Snake, yeah. No many snake, snake things, snake pliskin. <laughs> Solid snake. <laughs> it's important that you go overboard with the snakes for the meta- thing to work i feel i feel what would be a great joke in that film would be if samuel L. jackson would show up and you kind of expect like oh he's gonna get some snakes on him but mm-hmm. he doesn't and I he, think that would be a, and he doesn't say his his line yeah 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 so you might hear uh, watson purring because he jumped on me as soon as you started pitching so i think he likes it he is purring mm-hmm. right next to the microphone though um, uh, you say that but our cat's not like extremely afraid of snakes isn't that that whole cucumber thing if you put a cucumber next to a cat yeah like instincts are like it's a snake even though they don't know what a snake is i have put cucumbers behind my cats and they do not react at all they don't care fair enough but then again they're indoor cats so they might uh, not understand what a snake is or a cucumber or they've seen you eat a cucumber (laughs) i think if a person uh would play snake and be like damn i want to see a snake film and then watch either of these films they'd be very disappointed well you say that goodney but what i did was i took i practiced what we have preached okay i have taken Mm -hmm. the elements Mm -hmm. that people enjoy from snake and applied it to a courtroom drama she has to (laughs) maneuver around a courtroom and eat fruit listen in my thing he needs to get out of his own way and choose love in a square city full of square snakes so yeah and mine (laughs) in my defense mine has a giant snake in your defense yours has defense like a courtroom defense exact objection so i i was very much the remainder of my time i was i was very much inspired by ace attorney yeah I, i felt that uh my biggest inspiration was um although it's not very felt did you ever see that uh short film the disney short film paper uh, paper yes uh, paper, paper plane paper boy or something or paper, paper boy plane yeah. or something? Oh, it's paper boy but it's about a paper plane yeah yeah exactly yeah stuck in a corporate environment then there's you know a girl and of course the the manic pixie dream girl trope yeah. but a snake yeah that's how you that's how you fight it 
That's why you fight these stereotypes. I can, I can hear. How would you I do a snake film? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it'd just be nice. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Hey, what kind of genre do you think would uh, fit? Uh, also, is yours animated or not? Oh, mine. Um, no, mine's live action. A lot of money's been spent on de-aging uh, Kurt Russell. <laughs> but but like IP switch would be IP switch town would be very much like Toonland in yeah 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 uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. I was trying to think could I could I pitch it as being like in the universe of Wreck It Ralph because mm-hmm. but then I don't know how they deal with movie characters so. We need uh, Snake Plissken to be in this. The rules of Wreck-It Ralph kind of go out the window in the second film. I've, so, I've never seen it. So, yeah. So Don't. Do not watch it. But, do not watch it. But I, do you know what? If you cast Taylor Swift, it's going to make you a billion dollars. That's all, right. All I'm going to say. Well, Cats. Cats. Uh, she was in Cats. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> But but in this, she's like live action and, and it's actually mm-hmm. her. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening, everybody. If you have your own pitch for Snake, please let us know. If you think a genre would fit this better than what uh, we suggested, then hit us up with that. I did I deliberately it. try to make it hard for you. I very much doubt that there is a genre that fits this game better than either uh, a rom-com or courtroom drama. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot to mention Ouroboros as well, which is like the snake that eats its own tail. Like that's this whole thing. Oh, I, but, I was aghast that you didn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> you kept being like, oh, 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 just saying Ourobo, Ouroboros. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for listening, um, everybody. Uh, just, just, before, yeah. just before we get to the end, I forgot to say that in my film, there would what Ipswich allows is a scene where Indiana Jones walks into the courtroom and sneezes sees both Snake Plissken and Solid Snake and it's just like no thanks and then leaves <laughs> there we go I do appreciate that yeah. <laughs> uh, please uh, consider supporting the podcast despite this episode uh, on buymeacoffee.com slash aboldopinion uh, find us on Instagram and, and Twitter aboldopinion you can uh, rate us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast share it with your friends your family your grandma uh, and your kids even the ones that you don't know you have in the future show it to the kids uh, we'll have a message uh, maybe you don't like this podcast but your kids will that's the back to the future reference (laughs) (laughs) yes guys thank you for coming with us um into the dreamcast with us um i hope it wasn't too scary or time wasting (laughs) as always (laughs) shine those five heads and go brightly and optimistically into the future and watch out for them snakes Yes. Ba-da-doo-doo, ba-da-doo-doo, ba-da-doo-doo-doo.